All right, back with you. Hour two is underway. I'm Matt. Beaver is here. Enjoyed having Annabeth around for the first hour a little bit. Got updates on all kinds of stuff. Uh, began the show today with, you know, kind of looking ahead, had a little bit of a revelation that in this early release of some 2024 football schedule, not the entire thing, but just a few games that are on the 2024 new SEC football schedule, non-divisions, bring in Texas, Oklahoma. One of the games listed was the Egg Bowl. And it turns out they have scheduled next year's Egg Bowl for Saturday and not Thursday night, Thanksgiving Day, which hallelujah for that. So we talked about that a little bit. Update on the stray dog that came home with us yesterday and all that kind of stuff. Louvier is interested, in, and, which is really neat. Um, and uh, a little bit of everything. Now, you do have basketball tonight. Looking forward to that. State versus Georgia Tech. Big game in Atlanta. State trying to stay undefeated. Uh, they're ranked up there in the top 25 for whatever that's worth. And uh, that's at 6 p.m. tonight. So looking forward to watching a little basketball. And as I promised, what I'm about to do now or here in a minute or two is we'll get into some of the Q&A that happened last night between uh, media reporters and Jeff Lebby, the new head football coach at State. Because you need to hear what somebody sounds like, especially when they're new, right? Get an early impression of kind of what you think. So, that is all coming up. But first, I need to check in with old buddy, old pal, Beave. Hey, Beave. Hey, Matt Wyatt. Beaver, we got a text from an unnamed texter that says, you guys going to discuss any sports today? Question mark. Now, it's a, it's a fine question, and there's no profanity in it or anything like that. And it could have been – it's it, on the surface, a very nice question. But don't you think it's a little sarcastic since I haven't done a lot of sports to this point? Yeah. Look, it absolutely is. And because you sent me a screenshot of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I have thoughts because my thoughts were going to be. And now that I thought Annabeth was still going to be with us. Well, she's here. She just got she just walked in. She could put the headset on real quick. She left something in here. She's picking it up. Well, because if she were to stick around, it okay, would make... She's on the headset now. Hey. Okay. What? Yeah. Hey. Because if she were to stick around, it would make what I was suggesting a lot easier for you. Because my immediate thought when you get a text like that is to strongly encourage you, Matt. We have 50 minutes left. When you get that kind of text, just double down <laughs> and sincerely... Honestly, like, intentionally do not speak a word of sports <laughs> for the was, rest of the day. I missed the text. I mean, okay. What do, what do you need? What What's go? No, let's break this down real quick. We can do this. We can do this. Oh, yeah, y'all need to talk sports. Okay, what do you need? Mississippi State hired a new coach. It happened 48 hours. There you go. There's that. Championship Saturday's coming up. We've seen these teams for 12 games already. What more breakdown do you need? It's all been done. Boom, there's your sports that matter there it is. There's your sports that matter. The the text we got was, you guys are uh, going to discuss any sports today? Oh, gosh. That's what you we got. You have been discussing sports. I, I did, actually, before you got here. But yeah. I was, let me be honest with you. I agree with Beaver. I was genuinely pumped when I when BB from Brandon texted in, and then Beaver confirmed it with a, scre- a text message on a screenshot of the schedule release that the Egg Bowl 
is that's, moving off of Thanksgiving that's, Day. That's about as big a sport today as you get today. So, like, beyond that, I was super excited. And then I genuinely feel like the update on the adopted stray dog <laughs> was more interesting than some of this other stuff we could drum up. Well, I okay. Of, I kind of agree. That's what and, I honestly feel. Except for that one texter, it seems like all the other texters agree. Yeah. I think pretty much everybody else. So I don't think you should read that person's text again. <laughs> okay. Unnamed. I guess they did, wouldn't give us their name. Yeah. Let's see. More bullies in. He just called. He said, talk sports when you get your own show, pal. Nice. <laughs> see? Well, I, let me just say, okay. You're trying to be kind. Well, but I love, I love sports. I do. I love it. Okay. Played it. So talking about it is naturally fun, and sometimes it's a little easy because you love it. Like, you talk about something you love, it's kind of easy to talk about. But it's okay every once in a while to go off on a different angle and then come back to it. Well, I've just reached a point during all of this where there are times when other things are just more interesting. Okay? And here's my... This is my honest to goodness I'm being as honest with you well, about this you, as I can you be. You do want to give listeners something interesting, man. Well, sure. And I understand that people, you know, more often than not, they probably turn it on because they are curious what sports thing we might be talking about or they're tuning into a sports station. I get all of that 100%. My thing is this, though. Wherever this person is tuning in, let's say he's in his car, okay, and he's driving. He, let's say he's got a 30-minute commute somewhere. He's driving 30 minutes or 15 Okay, and I, maybe he's in North Mississippi listening online. Maybe he's in Jackson on the radio station, whatever it is. I think that it's my job to at least entertain them to get them to their next stop. There you go. If I have hard-hitting, special knowledge sports information that I can deliver about a topic that I genuinely feel like is interesting to everybody else in this moment, we'll... We'll bat it up in the air and discuss it. 100% is what we do nine out of ten minutes of this show since it ex- you know, began to exist. But there are other times where I genuinely feel like a majority of the people listening will find something else more interesting. <laughs> and and I, it, a lot of times it is running off of what I think or what's going on in my head or in my world. I, I get all that. It's me. But... There's just an element of... you got to spice it up sometimes. I have made a deliberate decision. This goes back to about three to four years ago. I made a deliberate decision to no longer be someone who feels obligated to consume lots of other sports information. I don't listen to a lot of other shows. I'm being honest with you. I don't watch any sports television if it's not a live football, baseball, or basketball game. I don't watch it. My decision was based on this idea I came up with that I decided is true. That I can't be a consumer, okay, of content and a producer of content at the same time. I'm not someone who can do it. Because if I'm consuming a lot of stuff, It just makes its way into my head and right on out my mouth, the same stuff everybody else is saying. I become a link in the chain of this echo chamber of what I do feel like is 
a whole lot of dumb stuff out there in sports media world. And I made a decision, I ain't doing it. So there may be times when I'm talking about something totally different than what everybody else is talking about, and it'll just have to be fine. <laughs> it'll just have to be fine. Because at this point, it's the way I'm going to do it. Does any of that make any sense at all? How about that, Beaver? That was a lot. And I like dogs. That was a lot. Okay, and I thought and I, the story. And, and I like little Debbies. And and I feel like <laughs> I feel like I completely understand that. You do. You do. Yeah. Okay. I agree well, if with you, you. If you and Beaver understand and agree, then that's all I'm. That's all. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Let's see. Chuck on the Murray West live thread says. This is the only sports talk show I listen to. That's having sweet. it, he says, having it go off the rails is half the fun. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel the same way too. I have a flair for the, the, um, you know, the non-plan. You don't want to be just plain all the time and just give everybody the same stuff. Yeah. Beer Slayer, oh. he's on the all-name team. Wow. Beer Slayer texted show and said, Matt. It's your show. Do what you want. In other news, the chocolate Little Debbie Christmas cakes are better than the white Christmas cakes. There, oh, I said it. I don't even know that. Maybe I didn't even know they had a chocolate one. I don't think I knew that either. I mean, I must be They do, and Beer Slayer is extremely incorrect. Oh, oh, really? I was met with these things a couple of weeks ago. and I don't think I knew they are. They knew, or have they always been around, and I just didn't know it? They've always been around, and I can't. I'm sure at some point I had tried them, but I sure can't remember before this year. But the chocolate kind of tasted weird. Well, they certainly don't put them in the same positions as far as marketing them in the stores because I would have probably grabbed one. You would have got one. But the, yeah. the other ones are always right in your face. J Rock Texas Show and says, I got a good idea for a segment, Matt. Uh, every day, have the homecoming queen on. And it's called Ask Annabeth. He's, he said the listeners love you. Well, that was nice. Every day, your segment. We'll get you a sponsor. You can bill them. The only thing I need to talk about today <laughs> is this dog. I'm really worried about this dog. <laughs> hey. I keep checking my messages to see how the how the appointment went. <laughs> okay. Do you remember? Do you remember the Saturday Night Live skit where they had the women who? Were Coffee the, talk? No, they were the hosts of an NPR like radio yeah. Oh, show. Yeah, I think so. You know? Yeah. My buddy Scott, who we played football with at State. He said, that's what you sound like? No, right he now? says, it's what you sound like. He oh. said, your wife sounds like those SNL ladies who do Coffee. the NPR I skit. I it was when, Coffee Talk. When she talks on the radio. <laughs> do I? I'm have to I'll tell him I'll learn a few, I'll memorize a few lines and give them to you tomorrow. <laughs> that's, okay, that's great. I can't picture them. All I can picture is, welcome back to Coffee Talk. Uh, <clears throat> hey, so, okay, so whoever sent that, whoever sent the deal that said, you guys going to discuss any sports today, just responded. Oh, they're still listening. They followed up and said, Rob Morgan told me to say hey. Oh, gosh. Wait, are they Orange Central? He's. I don't know. He says, I'm glad you spent time talking about this. Now, I will say, it does sound like something Rob would say. Where's if Rob? Rob at is Rob in on this? What time is if it? If Rob tuned into this show today. Rob, Rob could be in the field house by now. He would I mean, have it's, absolutely said. It's in said, the afternoon. Uh, Y'all going to talk about sports today? That's or? funny. That's funny. <laughs> so this may go back to him. Hey, uh, for speaking of Rob, his brother, 
Brett, don't they have a game tomorrow night? Or uh, is that Thursday no, night? It's they play West Point plays Thursday night. Well, I they're think. in the 5A. They're playing for they're in their like eighth straight state championship game. Isn't it Thursday? Am I, I was thinking they were Friday. I think they play. I think they play them on Friday and Saturday. So it's either Friday or Saturday. Oh, I thought it was. Thursday. But they're playing this weekend, West Point. Yeah, one of the Morgan's Who West Brett. Point. Who do they play? That's a great question. We need to look that up. I love state championships with the high school football games. They're, I love those. They're playing them at Ole Miss this year. I know. I uh, bought him and Wade's hosting them. Um, Matt, yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Matt was asked to be a part of that broadcast team. But he had to say. No, thank you this year. I'm going to be at the Nutcracker. Yeah. But that was fun. I'm Clara's dad. You are going to be and at the so, Nutcracker. <laughs> yeah, so we, we got the Nutcracker this weekend. I love it. I'm, You know, prior to meeting you, I had maybe heard of the Nutcracker. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know the story. I didn't grow up on it. Now you love it. You can't help it. It's just so fun. Met you. We got the books, learned the story. Well, now Meg, we got a daughter who's been in the Nutcracker production for how many years? Five, six? six yeah. And now she's going to be Clara. <laughs> she's excited. Those, mm -hmm. those girls and guys have worked so hard. They really have. Oh, really. I'm telling you. So really many talented. hours of practice that so go into it. So talented. The teachers are fabulous. Uh, Jason, yeah. Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona, says, sports is boring 95% of the time. <laughs> he says, I agree with that guy. The show is better talking about other things, especially fishing and critters. Oh, is it time to fish? Well, it's always time to fish, but it's it's harder when it gets cold and the water you, temperature goes down. You know, my dad told you he wants to go fly fishing. Mm -hmm. That's and, a whole different kind of thing. And you deal. discuss that, you know, maybe around March is yeah. when he was talking about like a spring break trip. He wanted to fly fish. Is that when you fly fish? Uh, yes, you can. Sure. Yeah, yeah it kind of depends on where. Um, you know, out west where they do some fly fishing, you know, you know, wading in streams and small rivers creeks and stuff fly fishing it's still a little cold that time of year have to even wait a little I later i don't know you to fly fish no I've, I've never i mean i can i i used to own a fly rod but we never we never i never went trout fishing with a fly rod all i ever did was we put these little poppers on it and every now and then you'd catch bass but you'd catch a lot of brim and stuff and it's mm. fun okay and then so operating and using one yes but i've never done the deal where you go you know somewhere where different species of trout live in these shallow you know I'm creeks sorry, and streams I'm sorry. I'm sorry back it up okay trout when you fly fish you're fishing for trout no you can't trout is a kind of fish i know that Matt. okay you got rainbow i know that you see what i'm saying yes brown trout anyway okay they live in cold fast moving streams right. and rivers and creeks and estuaries in cold parts of the country they don't live in our bodies of water big bodies of water in the southeast because the water temperature gets really hot does that make sense so like you can so for example you can go to places like east tennessee gatlinburg Sevier county the little pigeon river yeah. that's always coming off that mountain the water is always cold year round it's always moving fast and it's always a foot and a half deep you know and trout live in that that's where they live and they hmm. and so you wade around or either on a bank or you wade around in that water and you're fishing with flies and fly rods that's kind of typically where that came from everybody so, in the movies 
always fly fishes and it looks really pretty <laughs> and they wear those it is those outfits and they throw it and it's so pr really it, just it pic is picturesque but in reality it's probably a little harder than well it's a little bit like duck hunting okay is it is kind of romantic now it's awesome and pic the images oh it's like a painting watching Imagery. this stuff happen yeah, and, yeah and you're out there in that cold water and waders and everything's awesome and, and beautiful until you fall oh and get that cold water oh. all in those waders and then your day is over it's done <laughs> and if it's not your life may be okay from pneumonia several days later but um <laughs> yeah <clears throat> that's uh yeah so that's what he wants it and i do too see annie you no know, your dad born and raised in natchez mississippi yeah there's no trout in natchez no, <laughs> the closest not. thing is speckled trout down there in saltwater in Louisiana. Now we're some catfish. <laughs> but that ain't that. the same kind of trout. No. And so, yeah, he wants to go north and try that. I do, too. I well, do, too. Okay, you get that together. Well, the thing is. I'll get it together. Just tell me where to look. You can't plan. I'm kind of your planner. Okay, but let me just say. Here's the thing about, here's the thing about s scheduling a guided, like, trout fishing trip somewhere. It's using somebody else's gear, using all their stuff. It's fun and everything. I kind of want to buy my own fly rod. Okay. Like, I want to have my own gear. You would just put that on top of the car? See, that's what, I, yeah, yeah, you know, you travel with it. All right, Clark. <laughs> There's something about having your own stuff. Clark goes law. <laughs> Did you bring a saw? Gosh. Is Beaver on here? He is, and I have a call, but go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, that's no, fine. you I'll go ahead. I'll tell him later. All right, let's go over to the phone line. Brando hanging on line one. What's up, Brando? Matt, can you not talk to the homecoming queen when you get home? <laughs> hey, honestly, sometimes no. Okay, because especially on a week, especially on a week like this, we only have one child. Okay, but she is so busy. I, I'm, I'm beginning to think that this is the only time you talk to her. It's I'm about down the road. I'm like, yeah, maybe this is their only conversation. <laughs> She's laughing because it's about Home, half. Homecoming queen's like, I can't wait to be on the show so I can talk to my husband. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's about right. Hey, I wanted to call and wish. Uh, I know today is Beaver's birthday. I want wanted to call him <laughs> <Please> happy birthday <laughs> hey uh hey hey real the, quick. the only thing so, beaver hates worse than belated birthday wishes are people wishing him a birth are wishing him a birthday on a day that isn't his birthday <laughs> that isn't his birthday it's like 364 away that's it <laughs> hey i was holding real quick and uh i i just wanted to bring this up we could probably have an hour long conversation but I did not know the homecoming queen was from Natchez. I graduated from ACCS. Oh, you did? Guess what? My, yeah. dad, my dad actually went to Cathedral. Yeah, Cathedral, Trinity. Yes. And let me tell you this, yes. Matt. You, you do not have a clue. Maybe homecoming queen told you. But in its heyday, in the 80s and early 90s, and homecoming queen can, can back me up on this, Natchez was booming. It had the paper mill, Armstrong Tire, yeah. John's Manville. Um, there was a bunch of money. And in the late 1800s, uh, early 1900s, per capita, Natchez yes. had the most millionaires. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And I want, you to, I want you to consider reading this book. I don't know how much 
you read, but I just read the. It's called the Barber of Natchez. Hmm. Barber. Okay. And it it will blow your mind. Um, I might need to get that book for my dad. It is. I'm telling you right now. He talks about uh, hearing cannonballs come over. Oh wow! Um, while he was cutting hair, um, he cut uh, a regiment of. He was Creole black, but he cut a regiment of Confederate soldiers uh, one at a time. Thirty of them came walking into town one day, hmm. and uh, he, it talks about him going to Annabelle Holmes and shaving the heads of uh, some of the men and women so they could wear those wigs, oh, like those yeah. white powder wigs or yeah. whatever. Oh my gosh! It's very, very interesting, and Natchez is a great place. I'll leave you with this: when you go back to Natchez, homecoming queen. Take Matt. It's bougie. It's a new restaurant, but it's called Frankie's on Main. Frankie's on Main. Okay. And it is it is some of the best food I've had in a in a very long while. How about that? So look it up and, and take Matt. Take you to the Natchez Cemetery and all that stuff. So okay. Love your show, and I'm glad that you guys got to talk to each other <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. Anyway. Happy birthday, B. Happy birthday. <laughs> That's great. Uh, that's just like Brando. That's interesting. Call in the day after Beaver's birthday. Say Don't say birthday. belated. Just happy say happy birthday, birthday Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll have, to, I'll have to look all that up. My dad is from Natchez. Yeah, and you were born and there. And I was born there, and so was my sister. My parents met there, but we moved to Vicksburg when I was like three. Yeah. But I always traveled back to visit my grandparents who have both passed away. Um, so we don't get to Natchez very often, but it is such a neat place. Yep, no question. Sounds like a neat restaurant. And Rob, if you're listening... We'll try to do a little sports for you next. <laughs> Stick around. Hey, whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game, you're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. All right, back with you. Long way to go, short time to get there. Will commented on the Murray West live thread. He said, Matt, have you considered doing a film breakdown of Jeff Levy's offense, like plays from Oklahoma and Ole Miss when he was there? Yes, Will, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. Um, I don't know if I'll get it published uh, this week, but hopefully by early next week I can get that out there for you. And, again, you know, Will, something like that, you, you look at such a big body of work, if you really were dissecting someone's offense, it would it would take more than one video presentation and maybe even more than one opinion on it. Uh, but being as though, I mean, being the fact that we are in the offseason, it means that we could probably do some of that too. But the answer is yes, we'll have some of that stuff out there for you soon uh, on YouTube. And I appreciate you being interested and, and looking for it. Very much. All right. Um, a couple of the stories. I, I'm going to get you this sound here coming up from the Jeff Lebby press conference last night. Like I said earlier, it's good to hear somebody talk. You know, you need to you, you can see how someone communicates, see how they come across, and sometimes it's better to hear it than it is to see it. So we'll get into some of that coming up here in just a second. There was two major stories out there that I saw today that I was interested in. And maybe it's stuff that we'll follow away and then come back and, share each other's opinions on this later, maybe at another day. 
But when you hear a guy like Jeff Levy talk, you know what he's up against at State. You've got to bring in players. You've got to infuse talent into your roster through the transfer portal right away. Keep this story in mind. Former Washington quarterback Brock Heward, he's a TV analyst now, says that Washington State star quarterback Cam Ward has up to 10 $1 million offers to transfer. Schools that have supposedly contacted him are Oregon, Washington, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, and Auburn. And then the story said if he decides to move on from Washington State, a school is going to be an instant contender, and they know it. So you got a bunch of schools with at least a million dollars on the table for this one quarterback. So there's your going rate for a star QB. Somewhere at right around a million dollars. All right. So let's get into that. Here is uh, last night's Q&A with local media with new Mississippi State head football coach Jeff Levy. For Coach Levy, David Murray from Gene Space 24-7, you repeatedly use the word out there, show. When you think of show in regards to college football, Mississippi State football, what are you implying? Excitement, you know, fun, energy, uh, passionate touchdowns, violent defense, people that play with – uh, with a with a ton of passion and a ton of toughness, and that's you know that that that's what I want our people to see on Saturdays. Zach, uh, Stefan Christian, Clarion Ledger. For you, you're going through this process of the coaching search. What kind of stood out to you about uh, Coach Levy, and and when did you kind of have the idea that that's the direction you wanted to go with? You, you clearly, I've known of Coach Levy for quite some time. I think anybody in this business knows and sees uh, the type of person he is, the style of play he has. Um, his ability to attract great people. Um, I think uh, when you have that kind of gravity around you, people take notice. Uh, so I think, you know, we visited with a handful of candidates and met with some great coaches. But, um, you know, throughout our process, it came back to Coach Levy was the right person to lead our program at this time and couldn't be more excited about where we're going. From a moment of clarity standpoint, say sometime in the, in the Saturday uh, time frame, uh, new Coach Levy is our guy, and we're so excited to have him and his family here. Coach Levy, Paul Jones on three. Uh, this process may have already started, but when do you plan on reaching out to commitments and recruits in this class? Yeah, that that's going to – it actually started this morning and uh, will be nonstop for, for me tomorrow. Obviously, wanted to be able to, to have an opportunity to meet with the team last night uh, and had a bunch of player meetings today, but it, it's going to be immediate. Uh, be a full day of it tomorrow and try to reach out to every one of those guys that, that are committed uh, by end of the day tomorrow. So looking forward to, to connecting with them, connecting with their families, and talking about state and the direction we're going. Jeff, Justin Fromer, Jeans Page 24-7. I wanted to ask you about your year you spent at Southeastern. Obviously, yeah. that was your first off, uh, coordinator position. What did that do for you in terms of helping you develop as a play caller, as a coach, and help you rise through through the you know the ranks? Yeah, I, th- I think what it did for me is it, it just, uh, I don't think brought me back down, but it gave me the opportunity to <clears throat> to see it at the purest level. Uh, these are, Those were young men that, and they were playing for one reason and one reason only. It's because they loved it. And it was a, an incredible reminder for me that 
it's about the players. You know, it's, it's about the locker room. It's about those guys, again, like I talked about outside, having this incredible college experience. And it looks a lot of different ways at a lot of different places. But I love the fact that uh, those young men were incredibly prideful and, and uh, thankful for their opportunity. And that's probably the thing that I, I saw there in the six months that I was in Polk County. Jeff, uh, John Sokoloff with WCBI, good to, uh, good to see you again. Um, you know, you've had a lot of success on the offensive side of the ball, especially these last uh, five years, but, you know, this is your first head coaching kind of opportunity. What makes you kind of confident that, you know, you thrive in a role like this, and how are you kind of planning on adapting to a role like this? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and I actually mentioned this outside, but it's not just about me. It's about the people that we bring in the building. We've got incredible leadership of people that I can lean on as we move through this thing to be able to go put together an, an elite staff. Uh, and I do plan on putting together a staff that has uh, incredible experience and, and knows exactly what it's supposed to look like in all three phases. And when we're going to be able to get the right people in the building is, um, you know, the timeline standpoint will be a little different depending on how a, a couple of things shake out. But but very, very confident in the people that are going to be here and, and obviously very confident in, in my approach and leadership ability to to get these guys to go where we want them to go. Uh, Steve Robertson with Gene's Page. I have two questions, one for each of you. We'll start with, uh, with Zach. This process obviously was uh, a relatively new one for you as kind of being the head, the lead dog, I guess, in this respect. What maybe did you learn about maybe yourself and your team as you navigated through this? Yeah, that's a good question, Steve. I think uh, anytime you go from a, a position of making recommendations versus decisions, I think there's a little difference there. But, you know, as we've said before, like I've just been blessed to be around some great leaders, some great uh, people in this business that have shown me uh, their processes, their ways to do things, and clearly you make your own spin on it. I also don't want to overcomplicate it. You know, one of the first things we did, I, I'm a, a, a visual kind of a name type person, so we named this Operation Magnolia Rise. So that was our hunt. We wanted to go hunt the next head football coach in Mississippi State. So you, you understand the, the responsibility, the weight of these processes, but you also want to have fun as you're going through the holidays and you're going through, there's so many other dynamics with it. Um, so, you know, again, felt full confident. And we've got a great team of people around it, around us. As I mentioned uh, earlier, we've got, you know, three of our deputy ADs that were really helpful in this process as far as screening, um, giving recommendations, giving their due diligence, and Joey Bailey, Terry Prentice, and Josh McCown were instrumental in helping um, throughout this. When you got great teams around you, uh, really helps make my job leading this program a lot easier. Coach Levy, uh, you, you never know who you're going to end up working for in this profession, but uh, you've been on the opposite sideline of a pretty important ball game around here. What, you know, what's it like if you're coaching against Mississippi State and, and now you're the coach at Mississippi State? Yeah, well, obviously I, I'm looking forward to, to continuing in, in the chair that I'm in. Uh, I do. I know the importance of that game after living it uh, for, for two years. Uh, but incredibly excited uh, i understand how prideful state is i love the fact that our fan base um, wants that game is you know more more than any one of them and you know I, I think you can tell how passionate dr keenum is when he talks about being state champs so again sitting in this chair i don't take it lightly um, it's going to be a lot of fun and people in this state are going to have a lot of fun with that game and uh, i'm one of them all right, so that's a little bit of the press conference. Uh, 
And we got to that one. I think that was the question that more bully referenced specifically earlier when uh, he was on the phone. He when Steve uh, Robertson asked uh, Jeff Levy about the egg bowl, and and that being his answer, and it was pretty clear, um, pretty clear, what um, you know what it means to everybody. And then you you know from his perspective, he's now he now you know assuming everything's the same then. Uh, he will have coached at both schools in that game at one point or another. Um, so there's some interesting perspective. But to to me, okay, that's the specific deal, the Egg Bowl, you know, Ole Miss State, what it means for State's fan base. There's make no bones about making it a very important game every year. But it also speaks to the overall idea, which we touched on yesterday and, and at, the night before when they made the the hiring official is I believe that it's, significant experience that that Levy's coming in that okay as a first time head coach he's coming in having been through the ringer of the SEC for two seasons I know it wasn't as a head coach but still to prepare for it week after week after week to go through the gauntlet of there's LSU on your schedule oh and also Alabama and Auburn and Texas A&M and you know and here we go and Georgia when it's a non-conference. And that gauntlet, backed up by the one at the end, is super emotional and important. And it's not somebody walking into it blind and experiencing something like that or that specifically for the first time. He's been there. He's been through it. Even though it was on the other side, he's got an understanding of it. I just think that's valuable. More from that press conference coming up. Stick around. Back with you, I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. A little bit of time left with you here on this Tuesday. I would say the biggest piece of news uh, so far today, referenced early in the show, the first text I got about it was from BB from Brandon. And then Beaver sent me a shot of the story that is out there where the SEC, you know, put out a an early release of a few of the 2024 football games. There's about 12 or 13 games listed there. The full schedule comes out later. ESPN, it says in the article, also confirmed that several annual rivalry games will remain on the last week of the season, November 30th in 2024, including the Egg Bowl between Mississippi State and Ole Miss and the Iron Bowl between Alabama and Auburn. Now it says remain on the last weekend or the last week of the season, but then it references the date, November 30th. According to this article, it says State, Ole Miss, November 30. There it is. Okay. It says November 30. November 30th is a Saturday next year. So that's where that's coming from. So if it's not correct, you know, let me know. But there it is, black and white. I guess it's an ESPN article. All right, uh, before we get back to some more comments, some more Q&A, I should say, in the Jeff Levy press conference from last night, 
Let's go over to the phone line on the Divinity Equipment phone line where Houston is hanging on line one. What's up, Houston? Thanks for calling. Hey, man. Uh, uh, what a great day it is to be a Mississippi State Bulldog. The entire, uh, you know, I just love it. Uh, I no longer have to worry about not going to no huddle anymore. And, <laughs> and we're going to uh, just do a lot of things. But uh, we brought back the edge, and, and we just did a great job of everything. And I'm just ecstatic. Uh, I know you're ecstatic. Uh, uh, and then i got a question for you. Is it possible that you can do a deep dive Yes, and um, you know, you, someone else has asked that earlier, uh, Houston. I'm not sure I'll get it done this week. We got a lot going on as a family well, here. Well, you, you don't have to. I've watched about eight hours of it already. So. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people have, and and to me, it's one of those where I'm kind of glad we we to to really have some fun with it. We've got an entire off season. Uh, to really oh, yeah. dive into it and look at some different things. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, yeah, we, we definitely, and between uh, jams and basketball and, and this, we've got it all going right now. Yep. So, hey, and big basketball well, game tonight, huh? I guess you'll be watching that one. Yep. Well, well I've, got a, I've got an inside uh, source. That, uh, one of my best friends is uh, doing the, the uh, TV for that game. So oh, cool. He's actually monitoring that for, for me. So, well, I'm not worried about the game in Atlanta. He's got it for us. That's great. Good deal. <laughs> so, All right. Well, Houston, but, uh, good to hear your voice. It's a pleasure to, to talk with you. Yeah, you, you too, man. Call me anytime. Always good to hear from you. really do appreciate it. All right. Yeah, so back to it. Here's some more Q&A. Yeah, you get a new coach, you need to hear what he sounds like and Sometimes listening can give you a good indication of how somebody communicates and what they sound like, all that kind of stuff. So uh, here it is, more of the press conference from Jeff Levy last night. Hey, Jeff, Robbie Falk from 247 Sports. Uh, we, we know about what you can do on the offensive side of the ball now that you're leading your own program. What does the defensive coordinator or defensive staff look like for you? What are you looking for? on that side of the ball? Yeah, I think it's incredibly important to have a guy come in here that's done it and lived it and has great experience. And again, I'll continue to talk about wanting to hire guys that know what it's supposed to look like inside this league. Um, that's important. I, I do. I think this league is different than any others. And and I want a guy that, that has had success and had uh, a lot of different experiences being able to go put it together on that side of the ball. Hey, Coach Jack Byers from BulldogBlitz.com, Rivals. Uh, you made some comments earlier today just about, you know, just embracing NIL and the transfer portal. Can you just talk about your approach to that just dynamic of college football just in these last couple of years? Yeah, the biggest thing is just understanding that that's part of the game and that's, that's part of the game that we're coaching in, that we're playing in. So making sure that we're doing everything that we can, you know, on both sides of it to put ourselves in positions of success on Saturday. You know, whether it be NIL or whether it be the portal, both those things are in play. And so making sure we're doing a great job of adapting to both of those things uh, to create a roster that's going to give us chances to go win. And that, to me, that's my job. That's our job is uh, to build a roster that's got great competitive depth and great toughness. And, and through those two things, that's going to be part of it. Coach Brian Haydad, uh, Super Talk Mississippi. 
you made your name as, as a play caller uh, throughout the years. Are, are you planning to continue calling plays here at Mississippi State, or do you think you'll turn that over to an offensive coordinator? No, I, I will continue to call it. I think that's important for me as we get started in this thing, having one voice as, as we move forward, um, as we're putting together the staff still, having the ability to, to hire an offensive coordinator uh, from a title standpoint to, to be able to take some of the day-to-day um, and be able to go have uh, total control of some of the organizational things that go on with uh, whether it be practice or game planning so that I do have the ability to be a head coach. So uh, he'll be an incredible extension of me, one that I trust, one that understands the system and, and has lived in it for sure. Hey, uh, Coach Levy, Bradley Davis with WAPT Sports in Jackson. Good to meet you. Um, so it seems like expectations are higher than ever for first-year head coaches. And Coach Matt Rule recently said that when you're taking a job, the expectations should match the commitment. So I just wanted to ask you, what do you think the expectations should be here at MSU and what has been on the commitment side? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I should talk about what the expectations should be outside the building. I know what the expectations are going to be for myself and the players in the locker room. And that's to be as good as we can possibly, as fast as we can possibly be. We are truly going to be in a race against ourselves to see how good we can get before the first time we walk out uh, into that stadium on a Saturday afternoon. And what that looks like, you know, will we'll determine how much success we have through the season. But that, that to me is what it's all about. Is you know, as simple as it may sound, finding ways to get better every single day uh, to give us a chance to be as good as we can possibly be week one is going to be our focus and it, it will be process driven over and over and over you know and as you get into it and you're into practice if you don't like the result of how practice is going it's probably because our process isn't right so guys understanding that sooner than later that's going to be important hey coach tana marler on three uh you talked a little bit about what you've seen on the roster right now and that you like what you see is there anything in particular that stands out to you about what state currently has on the roster yeah, I, I think we've got some pieces in place. And as I get more familiar with it, these again, these next three days for me after everything is settled down a little bit before we're able to go hit the road will be really important from a just a, a knowledge standpoint of where our roster is at. Being able to watch you know, specific personnel cut-ups of every single position group of every single player on our team that's played more than 10 snaps. Uh, so that... That's what's going to happen over these next few days while getting on the phone with all of these recruits and understanding exactly where we're at with these guys and also while meeting with every single player on our team. You know, and, and right now the, the player meeting for me is, is not, it doesn't have anything to do with football. It's got all, everything to do with connection and those guys understanding you know, what the vision of the program is, how we're going to operate, and, and them understanding that they've, they've got a head coach that's going to have you know, their back and it's going to support them as they're, they're on their journey. Coach Patrick Talbot, WTOK in Meridian. Uh, just a quick question. You know, coaches grow up in the game. They grow up under mentors and stuff like that. You've obviously had a ton of mentors, Brent Venables, uh, Lane Kiffin. Just kind of talk about what are you going to take from some of those mentors as you step into this new role here in state? Yeah, being able to take a, a little bit from everywhere I've been. You know, I, I think that's important. As, as I sit here today, there's been a ton of success. Obviously, uh, for me and for us personally, it's it's been on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, been around some incredible offensive coaches uh, that have given me the opportunity to lead and to grow and and to put myself in this position. I'm, I mentioned this earlier. You know, it, it truly is all about the players. I, I would have zero chances sitting here today 
if it were, weren't for some of the guys that you know I've had the opportunity to coach. And to me, it's just a great reminder for people to get the opportunity to sit in this chair to to make sure we we are thankful for and the ones that that go out and do it and play the game every single Saturday. So uh, incredibly thankful for for everybody that I've been around. So many have a, a big, big part in this. Um, you know, being back in my alma mater for the last two years obviously was important and, and, and special. And now obviously getting to sit in the seat that I'm sitting in right now is, uh, is incredibly um, humbling. So excited about where we're at and where we're going. All right. So um, we can hear some more of that later on if we want to. But you get a feel for it, right, how uh, Coach Levy – Handled the press conference last night, Q&A. Really the first time for them to have that sort of scenario where he's there at the podium, at the microphone. And it was, you know, afterwards, kind of on the back end of that huge welcome event they had at the the SEAL complex, outdoors, lots of seats, had a big stage, fireworks going off, loud music. It was a really neat thing that the athletics department organized and put together. And And I was impressed with it. I really was. Like I said earlier, you know, those kinds of things, they, they don't play much of a factor in terms of determining winning a game or losing a game. But if you're going to have a press conference, you might as well win it. And I thought they did with this whole deal. They did a really nice job. All right, that's it for today. For Beaver, for the Homecoming Queen, all of us here on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, and I'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. See you then. See you.